Wait, 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 wait. Let me put my shoe back on just in case. Okay. I'm watching you from here out. And I'm looking eyeball. Eyeball. I hope you're gonna edit this. <laughs> I hope. I'm rolling. Are we are we are we <laughs> Are you running? Yeah. Okay. Give me a minute. <laughs> Compose myself. <laughs> so tell us the story about how you came to know the Roos family. Yeah. Um, I, I can't remember exactly, but it was north somewhere of 20 years ago. Um, I really was just ostensibly making a cold call on some folks. They lived out in, in Salt Lake City at the time. And we had a nice dinner and they had, they had started popping uh, for pretty, at that point in time, pretty meaningful gifts. Um, they were writing checks for $2,500 a year, but they were going to um, general discretionary funds, which is great, but. Um, so I planted a seed over that lunch or dinner. It was not, um, was not an ask, but I planted a seed and that was, you might think about what your, um, what your priority use of your gifts might be. And let's talk about setting up an endowment someday with those gifts. At that level, um, endowment level then was 10 grand. So in four years, we've got a permanent endowment that bears your names, if that's what you're interested in. And, um, allows you to focus your philanthropy on something that was um, really important to you. And they, as they have done many times over the year, listened attentively and said, that's a good idea, let's think, of, we'll think about it. Um, very shortly after that, they responded and said, yeah, that makes sense to us. And because they have a son, he's 47 years old, I think, Scott's his name, great guy, um, Down syndrome. and. Um, so they were really interested in supporting the kind of work that goes on out at Barclay. Um, so that became the focus of, of their philanthropy that has continued to this day. Um, in addition to athletics, of course. Um, they meandered around the country for a while and eventually he retired and uh, landed in, in Lowland, Colorado. Over the years, I related to them infrequently because they were always someplace other than where I was going. But since I've been in Colorado, um, really reestablished that relationship. And over the years, they continued to support that scholarship fund um, at Barclay. And interestingly, the numbers kept getting bigger every year. And I think the fund balance now is about $80,000 for that scholarship, which is producing some nice um, scholarships and has for a number of years now. Um, about two years ago now, they were in town for a volleyball game and we had a Sunday breakfast and I planted another seed. Um, and that seed was, you're doing this really great work with your scholarships. The other priority one for the foundation and the university is faculty support. Student support, faculty support go hand in glove in terms of priorities. And along the way, they had made an estate gift that we knew of that was a quarter million dollars. And I said, based on what you've already done, that, 
that scholarship fund is really self-sustaining. I mean, there's, you could put as much money into it as you wanted to. What would you think about taking your annual gifts, redirecting them as expendable gifts, but to fund a faculty position and backstop that faculty position with the estate gift? Yeah, that's a good idea. We'll think about it. Along the way, and I was remiss in saying this was not a solo effort on my part. There were lots of people that were involved in this from, from almost the beginning. Because the, the gifts have resided under the College of Education Human Sciences, Jane Haney uh, got to know them very well as well. Uh, we got them involved with, with folks out of Berkeley on a far more personal basis. But after, after I made that pitch over breakfast that Sunday morning, um, the next day, I think it was Monday, the next day, they called back and said, yeah, we really like your idea, but we don't think that um, a quarter million dollars is enough to support the faculty position. So we've made plans, we're gonna make plans to leave a half million dollars. It was exactly one day later <laughs> that they called back again. We've rethought this again. We're gonna include the University of Nebraska Foundation and our fund in our estate plans for a million dollars. Um, so the point of telling that story in my mind has little to do with zeros. It has a great deal to do with a very long-term relationship that began with very modest, um, I mean, it was, their, their gifts were, were lovely, um, but relative to where they're at now, they were, they were pretty modest. Planting a seed of an idea, understanding what, what drives them. Chancellor's um, discretionary funds are great, but their passion was Barclay and um, nurturing those relationships from campus side, from, from our office, the multiple people that are involved in producing reports and, and all of those kinds of donor activities that are important to them. Um, and then they, it was just the right time to ask them if they would be willing to step it up. I, I'm not convinced that they're done, but the other thing that that happened was that there were lengthy periods of time over this journey where they got comfortable with where they were at. And then rather than throwing another ask on them on top of the last one that they just made, they had time to adjust, they had time to understand better their own fiscal realities and to um, ultimately say yes to something even bigger than we'd asked for. So. Um, are they done? They're pretty young. I, I don't know that they're done, but I know that they are, um, will continue to be very good friends of the University of Nebraska Foundation. And the next steps are, once that faculty position is secured, person's been hired, then I intend to, in every way I can facilitate to make their, their uh, professor um, their new best friend. So. When you look back at that relationship and that experience, and you being here for quite a while at the foundation, if this were to be shown to someone, um, a group of people who had just started, maybe development officers, maybe in gift planning, maybe mm -hmm. in gift processing, maybe mm -hmm. in legal, mm -hmm. what would be 
one, two, or three things you would say, pieces of advice or yeah. or tidbits you would offer yeah. in how we all touch the donors yeah. that we work with? Yeah, I can answer that best with my development hat on. Um, so that, but, but that's a no-brainer. Learn, it takes a while, but learn to trust your instincts. Um, these are human beings just like we are. They have real lives and real issues and real joys and real sorrows just like we do. And, but, but trust the fact that um, you, you probably wouldn't be in front of that person in the first place if they were not interested in the mission of the University of Nebraska. The job is to figure out within the, under that umbrella, what is that thing that really is close to, closest and nearest and dearest to their hearts. Um, there's no formula. There, there is absolutely, as, as different as every person on this planet is, there's no formula. But it's learning to trust, understand yourself first, and then to trust your instincts about relating to folks that will ultimately be able to make a substantive difference in other people's lives. Advice of, uh, piece of advice number one. Piece of advice number two is let things happen in their time. It's, it's, it's not our money. <laughs> it is not our money. We have, are not entitled to a donor's dollars just because we exist. Take the time necessary to let, let the relationships gel because at the end of the day, whoever it is that relates is relating, whether it's someone like me in, in, in their living room or someone over the phone answering questions or someone that's presenting, preparing and sending uh, uh, fund reports and expecting to get the phone calls back if that's necessary. Um, <clears throat> just be very certain that you're taking the time with people to let them, let them, God, this is terrible, I'm just drawing a blank in the middle of this whole thing and you are going to cut this out. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it's, it's all about timing and giving people the tools that they need to understand um, the options that are available, and maybe most importantly at all, of all, um, at the end of the day, um, they deserve the right to see, experience the difference that their dollars have made in some sort of a tangible way. Um, maybe that's as simple as a, as a fund report. Maybe it's not that simple. Maybe it's having lunch with a, with a student whose lives have been trans, transformed because of, of their gift. Um, so, 